the podcast we're here we are live we're back again with your rapping friends curly castro is here with everybody you know what's funny though what's up i've only had like maybe three instances where i really had to get down on my hands and knees and pick up weed like really pick it up and like really pick it up pick it up like, what about like, if you find a bitch passed out on the fucking floor would you I would just, I'm gonna probably call it. a hospital and not touch that. Yeah, no <laughs> fingerprints. Fuck. No fingerprints. No fingerprints for them to pick it up. Pick it up. Nah, I ain't yeah. coming to me though. Not coming yeah, that, that, that bar was always weird to me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh. I was like, I was like, yo, because I'm also smoked in some rug lined areas, and if you drop weed in certain rugs, similar to Inception rugs with the shag, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So. I was just thinking out loud about how many times I actually said, you know what, I got to pick this shit up. Like, you know, that's all I got to pick, it, I up. To pick, it. pick it up. But it was interesting that the song was so catchy and everybody acted like, yeah, oh, I'll pick up weed that I find on the floor. I pick up just like, you know what I mean? But there wasn't that many instances where you really, you know, did pick it up. But well, speaking uh, of picking up, um, uh, uh, talking about the, the, guy, the guy who got the Glocks and Tex, Alaska's here. He's always got the fly shit on deck. <laughs> yeah. He carries the Glock and the tech. And the tech. Is, is that a cannibal ox hat? What is that hat? No, it's a. Uh, it's like do- uh, Dogtown. I don't know what that is, but shout it's out uh, like skateboard shit. Skateboard shit. The York. What is it? The York type shit. Z-York. Yeah, it's like it's like um dog. You don't remember that documentary Dogtown yeah. Z Boys? Didn't like Fred Durst do that shit? Didn't he do that? Who? No, um, Stacy Peralta no. did that. He did no. one of the skater movies. No, it's not. Yeah, he did like a movie movie, but the dog, there was a Dogtown Z Boy original documentary yeah, about the about the three cats that really got it kicking off and skating yeah. inside the pools and shit. It's, it's some yeah, shit. it was like Stacy Peralta, Tony Alva, and Jay Adams. I think was the other dude. Started off a surface. Started off a surface, right? Yeah. And last but not least, the Garden State Gargoyle. He is returning. He's been on all the Wrecking Crew shit. He's been on everybody's shit. Yeah, his second appearance, I believe. Fat yeah. boy Sharif is here. Yeah. Culture, what's mm. going on, my brothers? What's going oh, on? Man. Chilling, yeah. homie. What's going on? Chilling, yeah. bro. Pleasure to be back. Of course. Back up, call out culture. Like I was saying before, shout out to y'all because <laughs> from the last time I was on here, y'all just keep elevating and elevating and oh, having. Amazing episodes and putting out amazing music, so we, I love you. The last time was the last time you was on. Your album got a resurgence. Mm-hmm. You dropped your um your new joint with the Cyber City. Yeah, the Cyber City joint. Shout out to everybody yeah. showing that with, love uh, too. With the, with the producer, um, Long Sword or Long Sword? Long Sword. Hell yeah! yeah but yeah. Lifelong <laughs> is on the album. Now, mind you, I say Sword like Ripper told me. So sword. If, 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 sword. 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 Shout out to him because he got an interesting style and he got he got great production. But if I pronounce it sword, if my sword is sword. wrong for you, brother, it's not textual. <laughs> I say sword. So his for, for round on the show, he's lone sword. But sword. It, it, might be, it might be lone sword. I, I, you know, but it's it's sword. It's W and it's sword. 
It might. Yeah, it, it was probably rough during the Jizzes sessions. I was just saying liquid swords all day swords. for one year. Swords. My daughter boy, gets so mad at me because I, I I say swords. They like that. Okay. Do you do you say what? What? Yeah. What? What? What, what no, are you talking I, about? What? One thing I held on to was I still say flims when I'm saying film. Flims. Yo, cause see, back in you don't know you young, boy. Back in the day. It would be prices though. You got some flim, you got some film on, you know what I'm saying? So you, be you, like, got, you some got some flim on you, you, got some flim going you, and only like one one out of twenty in the in the crew would carry flim sometimes. Some you know what I'm saying? Yeah, carry the flim, of course. Yeah, the Kodak like, flim. Did you ever yeah. have the kid in middle school in science class that would instead of saying organism, they would say orgasm? But we didn't know what nah. orgasm was. Ew. They would say or, instead what the of hell? what school you was at? Catholic school. You know they were wild. Like, yeah, we, yeah, the wildest yeah. kids. We were good. <laughs> Wow, boy. Smoking wow. dust, teen pregnancy. That shit not even spelt the same. Yeah, no, they would say orgasm. They, they would be like, well, the amoeba is a single cell orgasm. And no, no one would correct them. The teacher would not correct them. We, <laughs> didn't, we didn't get that. What was that, that book, the anatomy and sex book? That they snuck yeah, out but the none of it. We didn't, we didn't get sex at. We were Catholic school. They were just like, don't don't have sex. Yeah. That's all we had. Don't have sex or catch the catechism. Yeah. So what are we talking like, about tonight? Man? Tonight we're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no really way to segue this. Uh, Red Man, Funk Doctor Spot, not Funk Doctor Spock. Um, like I was gonna listen to the goodness. I was gonna listen to some good songs and be like, all right, let me get Red. And I was like, no, yeah. I was totally raw. Well, uh, this is what exactly. the people say want what, from us. Say what I, I about. I wanted to come in raw, little shake, little shake. I wanted to come in a little slow, you know. Yeah, your skin, little, little scabs on it. Yeah, that, that's, that's the look. I wanted to come in with that. Rough, yeah. rugged, and raw. So you know why? Because been asking for Red this man, man came in with the snot rag, and people forget that rough, rugged, and raw. When raw was, remember, raw was like a, a sliver of music, like you know, a raw. Yeah, but he said yeah. raw a lot. Yeah, he did. He, he would say the funk. It's seventy-four times a verse. Yeah. yeah, freak the funk, crazy funk. What the funk? I bring the funk. Like everyone was doing that. I mean, the like, funk freaker right there. You everybody would say funk. Like yeah. Shaq yeah. would say it a lot. Heavy D, but God man, would. There you go, man. They yeah. live with the funk and they die with the funk. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hey, the funk, the funk, what the funk's technique, you know, bring the funk crazy. Like every Craig Mack, he was a big funk guy. He would say funk a lot. Project. I'm going, with, I'm going with Lords of the Underground and saying Lord, funky. L-O-T-G, L-O-T-U-G. Um, so we're doing, this is not a lineage of greatness. This is a, we need to talk about Red Man. Yeah. Um, people have been asking for this for a long time. And we've always been kind of reticent. We've we've talked about Redman here and there on the shows, I guess, in the past. We felt like Sharif representing the Garden State. You know, it, it was hand in glove for this episode. Um, but okay. I think I think um, we we said that right before we started recording, we we might do the the Oreo cookie feedback method where we we go good, bad, good with the Redman stuff. So let's start with the good first and talk about. I like Castro. You pointed out when he first popped off with the snot rag and. The, the EPMD feature, right? When he first, first jumped on and then Hit Squad and then like, um, what's the shit he did? Uh, the Headbanger. It's like still one of my favorite verses of all time. The Headbanger. It's one of the greatest verses Shit that I kick back, flips in me full, bitch. Yeah. Deduct and I dip, then I switch. switch. You ain't a credible nigga with the 
nickel nine on the hip. I always got played by a honey dip, but now I'm on the money tip. So now I call the honey dip, honey bitch. That's swing hardcore because that's where I come from. I rock it like chop and burn scrubs like a dumb dumb. Remember Red Man last album? I was hardcore. Now I'm back to tear the frame out your ass crack. Cause I can rep with the tech, with the blend of my wet. And what you see is what you get, and what you're getting is your ass kicked. Nigga, hit you with the funk to five figure. Like eight plus funk, funk type stuff in your back trunk, punk. Yes, the Red Man, that's what they call me. Wicked with the style, you think I have several palsy. Like, ah, ah, cause I freak the styles crazy. Lullaby a stupid ass. Rock a baby. The devil hit your ass we can start off the show by saying, not so much, oh, where did you first hear Red Man? Where did you first remember him? But we have to give him his due as truly one of the best guest spot rappers of all time. Like, with that, yeah. idea, right? Without right, so, so boom, so boom. So coming up rapping, I had a lot of connections with, um, with Newark Cats. Um, that was my big Jersey connection. Shout out my man, um, Livewire. And he hooked me up with his crew, which is called the All Nighters. And that's shout out my man, Reef Ali, Elafia, my man, McLeod, and some other cats, Dramatic, The Claw. But anyway, so they were, put, they, they were really like, you know, like cousins, six degrees of separation from like outs. And, and at this time, Eminem had just started, you know what I mean? So the outs were getting a lot of like um, collateral attention because he yep. would always kind of shout them out. I'm in the outsiders and stuff like that. Me and Rob yep. Diggin, we in the outsiders and stuff. And I remember starting to get engorged in that and getting into Jersey and stuff. But the but mainly, and I'm, I'm coming around about about it, but the footprint that Red left. So like everybody was like kind of one level behind everybody. So it was like Red, then it was outsiders, then it was my people's like all nighters and stuff like that. Right. And it and Jersey always had a style. Jersey never came in like they were copying or no. biting or mimicking or um emulating anybody. I remember that. And um it was because it was an aggressive style to it. I yes. I remember people like Pace One, Young Z and stuff. Shout Big out Tom. Swing Tom. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But it was a battle style, but it wasn't just built for battle, Alaska. You agree, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wasn't definitely. just one just built for battle. And this is also a time in hip hop, I feel like the battle style was still commercially viable. Like that could still be a, you know what I'm saying? Like the oh, dozen yeah, songs. Eminem popped catchy, off. Catchy, like, um, um, you know, like, like Red, some Red Man song are very catchy. So, like, so I was so, so Red, it was immediate. There is a dark side. Really, that's, a, I love what the album, but there is a dark side really like entranced me. The dark, chords and stuff and the changing of the voices and i would just i was into that record right so like the cover was really me i buried my me to my neck i would just play uh basically Oof. oh my god you put that out the other day basically oh, I, yeah. basically was so short but so oh. hypnotizing that i could play that like 20 times in a row it was like a minute in a in a in a buck it was like yeah, a buck yeah. 15. See, that, was, that was even like green island dog Green yeah, Island like, is like that type of joint for me off that album. So he would have these joints and I really like his caricatures. Like, and he would go for it and they would pop up on another record. So that meant like, like he was committed to it. You know what I'm saying? And so I was I was all on board when, when I'm saying when Red when Red came to and he docked his boat, I was all on board. It didn't take much. But like I said, that was my Jersey lineage and just being in trance and being and, and really understand that brick seat. Like, I don't know if this makes sense. Maybe we can... Like watching New Jersey drive and understanding it. 
and, and knowing it's more that it's, that it's really nothing about car stealing. Like I came up around that time and Jersey was way more than car stealing. But if you watch the news on your job, oh my God, that's all I do is I remember that's like, oh, right. so you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> nah, man, the other part, yeah. It, it, no, and I was going to say, that's crazy because a lot of Jersey heads don't even respect that shit because they shot a lot of it outside of Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shot a lot of it in Brooklyn. And, so in Brooklyn, Brooklyn and shit. I was like, yo. So Jersey I'm, niggas like, fuck that movie. They ain't, they ain't even got the right blocks now. On that oh, my God. <laughs> Word is what? So, so, Sharif, like, what, what was, for for you being a Jersey artist, right? Like, what? Cause, and, and the person we, we didn't say also is, like, you know, Artifacts. To me, they're like oh, yeah. another huge yeah, Jersey yeah, piece. Yeah. And I went back and re-listened to our Naughty by Nature episode from last year. And Alaska and I kind of figured out that Tretch was the biggest dude in the world. But then once Redman came along, like Tretch has the bigger hits and the massive singles. But he's not like the definitive go-to Jersey rapper. I think that everybody says Redman would be, right? Yeah. So Sharif being an actual Jersey rapper... And repping it like for you, what's what's what does Red Man represent? I think it's he kind of just like <laughs> embodies what like Cash was saying the New Jersey style. Because mm. even like I always say, one thing I always loved about Jersey, and especially like the Essex County area, like the Northeast Orange, all of that area, like it's a certain just vocabulary and it's a certain syllable structure mm. when you hear. MCs from down there, and I, and I always say like, syllable wise, Jersey is like one of my favorite five spots up there with like Philly, Detroit, and Boston. Like Ooh. if you hear MCs from each of those spots, like they have a certain syllable structure that the way they even connect their words. And Red was yeah. big for me with that. Like, and especially I came into Red a little later because I'm a little younger. Right. So I would say like I always heard Red and different features and different singles, but Knox the name is kind of like was the one that I tapped into early because I, I want to say it came out maybe when I was like eight and I when I first started writing. Bet. So <laughs> I used to study that that album, Corrupt Second Album, Cannabis First Album, and Slim Shady LP. And I was like, if I'm gonna write, my lyrics gotta be as dope as the lyrics on these four albums. <laughs> Everything and, you said makes sense based on the rapper you are. So that's that's fucking cool. <laughs> Uh, no, Alaska. What, what's your Red Man shit? I mean, for me, the the first like memories I have of Red Man were him popping up in the scenario video. Oh yeah, there's the very the young scene of him in the scenario video and like sort of being like intrigued because I I didn't really listen to that EPMD record until much later, like oh, the the first usual. one that he was on the um yeah business as usual. Business as usual. Right. Um, the only song I really listened to was the Rampage song with LL's verse, um, which is just like murderous. But um, so like the Red Man shit didn't really hit me there. But I remember like hearing about him and like maybe seeing stuff about him in the source and then seeing him in that video. Right. And I was like, oh shit. And then um, there was like on mixtapes, there was a freestyle that he did with Biz Marquis. Oh, wow. Um, that dropped like in 90. What's that? It was going to beatbox? No, they were just going back and forth. I think they were like, um, they might be on like 
some radio show or maybe it's like oh, that's crazy. it might have been live but it was like whatever it was like it's, it's really dope my definitive red man for me um but like that like that when that album came out i was just like this dude's the best like he's unfuckwittable like nobody's like coming close to what he's doing like stylistically like you know because he he took the shit he did on headbanger was like mind-blown enough like i've gone on the podcast and said it's like a much more impactful guest verse to me than like live at the barbecue Mm, like wow. you know if you're like talking about like that guest verse that like made the impact mm. to me that verse like bodies live at the barbecue it's not even close i think um, i think the bars are uh, yeah technically yes definitely um it, it, it doesn't have the myth of nas but yes no it doesn't at all like you know nas is all about like sort of being like the the sage on top of the mountain right right man that's whereas red man was just like brawling on a track you know, like he was like Mike Tyson coming through on a track, just knocking everybody out. Yes. And then that album continued that. Like, you know, like the the, the sound of that album sounded like nothing else before it. Oof. Nothing else since it. The way he was rapping on that album was so hungry and so ill. And it was like so much like stream of consciousness, but then it would just like sort of blend into like stories. The whole yeah. shit was like, it was just really like a perfect album. And then like, t- like Tonight's Tonight. Oh. Or tonight's the night, like that shit, like get off that man, punk man, get shit. Fucking Bronx shit. That's my shit. Because Tony Dan is a shoe wearing ass. Yeah, but I mean, for me, like Rated R is like the the standout, like lyricism track on that record. Rated R like, is crazy. Like I still like that, and Red Man versus Reggie Noble are like the two where I'm like, wow, dude, I don't even smoke like weed like that. And how how to roll a blunt is like one of the coolest yeah. concept songs of all time. Shout yeah. out to Pete Rock on the beat. That is crazy. When you said the freestyle with Biz. There was one he did. I have the Red Man. Um, I have the tape still. The the DJ Mister C Best of Red Man mixtape, and that joint. There is like a six minute freestyle with him and Meth on the Angie Martinez show going in on the Brown Sugar beat by oh, D'Angelo, wow. and it is one of the greatest lyrical performances. I know. I know both of their verses inside out. They're high as shit on the radio. And Red Man just he starts off he's like, like effortless vocabulary. Like every day you can be there. You got fairies in every burrow. You're non-thorough. On the contrary, bank the eight ball in corner pocket. I never take the easy way out. I take watches and facades. I'm not penerealistic with it. But if they're getting good, sonny, somebody's gotta get it. I ought to be acquitted. And next year, Source Magazine's award for best lyricists when I spit it to any 
MCs who's live wanna test me. Let's see, let's bet your boy 500 SC. And I get busy the tracks when I come. Oh, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna mix buzz real quick. As much as I smoke, they were acting way more higher than they actually were. <laughs> Go on. The, the the amount of um, a weed we witnessed them smoke just like in little clips and stuff. Obviously, they smoking more behind the camera and stuff like that. That that high thing they were doing that was that because you don't really get high like that after your tolerance goes up certain levels. Once your right. tolerance gets to very um certain levels, you're not acting and falling over and uh, like it. It was interesting watching that because it, it, you know I could trace my journey with marijuana and when I used to be all red eyed and. Wanted people to know I was all high and shit. Wanted to smell like weed all the time and shit. Right. You know what I mean? But um, as you as your tolerance grows, right. all of those mythological things, the munchies, the red eyes, all crazy all the time, the um, sleeping, and it, it depends. It also depends on the strain. A lot of that stuff is just myth making. It right. doesn't apply after yeah. a certain um, level. It's good for a teen comedy, though. It's going to get a lot of teen comedy film yes. deals. Like Cheech and Chong. Like they were acting, they had to. Like they weren't, you know, man. Like we doesn't yeah, do half of that. We yeah. doesn't do half that stuff too. And I, that's just about my, my public service announcement. Well, thank being, you for uh, that. the that's weed important. head on the pod. Very good. I, I wanted to. I and I, I started off this part of it saying, um, the guest appearances, right? And we talk about hardcore and headbanger. Okay, yeah. you ready for this? Okay, nine ninety. Okay, so that's ninety. He does hardcore. Ninety two is headbanger. Ninety three. Swing it over here, Eric Sermon, Keith Murray, off No Pressure, the Eric Sermon album. Crazy. You Got It with Jodeci off Diary of a Mad Band. Crazy. Yeah. How's that? Keith Murray and Eric Sermon off Most Beautiful Thing in the World. Crazy. My Style, My Stilo with Shaq and Eric Sermon off Shaq Food or Return. Yeah. Right? Nuts. Now, here's where he gets, he gets really dope with it. MC8, Compton's Most Wanted, and Spice One, Watch nothing but the, the gangster. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Now, Spice One. Was on a rampage. I don't know if y'all noticed this week. He was talking bad trash about a lot of things. Like so, if, if this little a word on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't. I, I can't remember. It, but it's a video. So just look up Spice okay. One. Spice One. He, he was he's on this week. <laughs> so Lords, Lords of the Underground. Ready? Lords of the Underground. What I'm after. Off Keepers of the Funk. Stupid. DJ Shadow. I'm sorry. DJ Honda. That's my word. Mm-hmm. Like early DJ Honda getting med features from people kills that shit. This is one of my favorites. The points off the Panther soundtrack. Oh, Big Coolio, Doodlebug, Big Mike, Busta Buckshot, Il Al Scratch, Rock, Bone Thugs, Busta. Jamari got Mike. a crazy verse on that. They um because they do the um Biggie. Yeah, Biggie, Biggie kills. I went from mixtapes to bitches feeding me grapes. <laughs> that's what I'm no, and, 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 and that's one thing, like I think Greg gets so like. He's so known as just like the straight spitter spitter, but to me, like he slept on for just like his feature game Set where he can yeah. do a song with an MCA. He can do an R and B song and it won't sound corny. Oh, like, yeah. It, Already, speak, speak of that real quick. Ready? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, Joy. Ready? And this is all '95. Okay. Yeah. I have this. I have this. One of my favorite features ever. Montel Jordan, something for the honeys remix. Sheesh. He kills that shit. Boys to Men, Vibe and Remix. Hell yeah. Kills that shit. <laughs> Curiosity from Keith Sweat. Uh, oh, no. It's, it's, it's I think it's a Johnny Gill. I have the 12 inch right here. I don't feel like grabbing it. It's off the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. Curiosity, Marley Mar Remix. 
kills that shit, right? Jesus. Okay. 96. That's all 94, 95. 96. He's with Tupac, Dog Pound, and Meth. Yep. Got my mind made up, right? Stupid. Okay. Then you get to the song which made me a rapper today, Beast from the East, Lost Boys A Plus Cannabis. And if cannabis doesn't have an earth shattering rhyme, that's still one of the best red man verses ever, right? Yeah. Then you have this is probably to me his greatest verse of all time. Uh-oh. Flip modes, flip mode squad meets death squad. <laughs> See, I'm not gonna lie. I always loved every I love that verse, but am I bugging for always thinking Jamal had the best verse on that? No, because no, Jamal did have the best verse. Jamal he also had it. one of the best verses on um, He's bad El Nino. <laughs> Jamal goes He's off bad. on El Nino on that he one. He does, so but, but when, when Red's coming, right? On the coming, right? That's what no, we yeah, Flip Mode yeah, Squabby's yeah. Death Squad's on the coming. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But just Red, who the fuck I be? Ah, you cannot see. Ah, flabbergasted, blasted. My Magnum P.I. Oops, a lot. Oh, my God. That shit is... Fucking no, even it, it's ill because even hearing you spit some of them verses, like to me, like Red was so ahead of his time because literally today, like his style back then, even though it was street based, and right. it would be like as they would say, quote unquote, like art rap today. Even like yeah. the way he put his syllables together, and he might start at one part of the word and go back and put yes. letters in it, <laughs> but when you listen to it, it connect like. It connect crazy, like he was like it's crazy. It's all like the straight right level, like he was. Yes. Yeah, like this, this, this is a slut he's a joint. style champ too. Yes. Like without question, yeah, the yeah. dude like can style out. He really even is. when he was talking about Nas, I'll say there is a dark side is way better lyrically than than any Nas album to me. I'm not going for it. He was talking. He was talking crazy on there. The dark side. Controversy. <laughs> No man, hey, this is what we're here for. Um, ready yeah, for just off one? the journey, just off the journey alone, people mm. can't fuck with that shit. Yo, this was this was one of my see, and he he's really great on R and B. How deep yeah. is your love, Drew Hill, off the Ru- the Rush Hour soundtrack? Wow, <laughs> Buenos Dias, Baba, creep with Doc, the bullshitter. What I talk by teacher Rod. That shit is cute. <laughs> Yo, for some reason, him at R and B is fucking stunning, right? So that's like ninety eight. Then he starts. He's hitting. got that playful side that you need yes. to have a successful R and B verse, like a yes. verse in an R and B song. Like nobody wants to. Like, I think Corrupt was on a couple R and B songs, and I'm like, it's a cool verse, but like, don't really work here. Like. He's I don't want to hear vulgar. about you like shoving balls too in someone's mouth. It's one of those things, either you got it or you don't got it. You yeah. know, no matter how many times you try it. We make fun of certain people with them, with the collabs, with their joints about sex or about girls, but some people just fit right. with, with, um, yeah. with that type. They just fit right in like a glove. And it really, does, there's no style that dictates it either because somebody like DMX having great aplomb with it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? As opposed to bullshit ass t3 from slum village so yo chill excommunicated from probably the sounds terrible show. you know what i'm saying so like unbelievable i'm just saying sir, <laughs> disgusting. You i mean you, you also gotta look at like <laughs> even like when you're saying something crazy like is the target audience for that song gonna be like oh you're nuts or are they gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with you like when it's like nas on one of those songs they're gonna be like ew you're a creep yes you know like, what, like but red, when it's red. like ghost or red you're gonna be like oh that dude's funny as hell Exactly. Well, even yeah. um, yeah. no, you are Buster right. Rock. Buster didn't reinvent the wheel with any collabs he's done with women no. or any. Right. Of- no. Ludacris right. is the same way. Like Ludacris is a great guest yeah. spot. He is. Yeah. He was to me. Yeah. I say so here's another one. Ready for this one? 
the actual song called Superman Lover with Chico DeBarge in 1999. <laughs> like, yep. Chico DeBarge is flipping Redman shit and then putting him on the song after Redman had seven Superman Lover joints. And then you, what, by the time you get to 2000, that's when we get to Red Bull with Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? Buck yeah. 50 with Ghostface. Like, walking in the door and just spazzing on these Wu joints when, you know, a lot of those dudes read their pinnacle. Yeah, and, and burning them on their own shit. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. how hard is it that you're burning Wu Tang dudes on their own shit? Yeah, that joint is great. Walk with you. That, that shit. Really crazy. And, yeah. and let's not forget um, the Ooh with Dela. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but no, that, that you don't get credit for. Well, Dove wrote it. Yeah, Dove wrote it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Pete, that. Now, now think about it, Lars. If you never shot a stab, Brick City, Dove wrote that shit. He wrote it. Saying, yo, we, I got to get Redman to say it. I'm going to write it like Red would say it. And That's I a remember great video, I, too. Remember, he's like the Oz, the Wizard of Oz and shit? Yeah. yeah. The Rod niggas in the video? Oh. Yeah, but everybody's doing like Straw Man. I think Paz is, Paz is Paz, the Straw Paz, Man. Yeah, he, yeah, he's the Scarecrow. And I think Doug wow. is... That blew my mind. mind. Didn't it? Yeah. Yo, I remember when I first heard it do it, and, he, and they talked about it, and I said, yo, Doug is my favorite, man. Like was Doug, Doug is like God. one of my top three MCs. Like, seriously, bro. He's and two and two and, and two of them seasons, him and LP. Uh, you know, Yo, man, mom, he sure. and then so in, in between all that, he has a song with Eight Ball off Lost, which is like a triple album. All right, all right, all right. Shop. We're not gonna read all his fucking features. No, no I'm just like highlighting just the range, just the range. <laughs> like, not, the, the whole show is not. Like, he got a bunch of joints with Missy, Michelle, and Deggio Cello. Did I just say stop reading all his fucking Macy Gray, Chic <laughs> uh, Luch. <laughs> But like, I mean, he, he's universally loved. Like, there's yeah, yeah, with, without question. Like, I mean, people love Redman. Loaded love. I don't know lie. You you talking about the features? It's reminding me of some of the fire B-sides that he had on yeah. his joints, like the uh, Eric Sermon Insomnia album. Oh, the okay. joint him and his sister Oz had. Like, he had a lot of just one-off, just B-sides and. It'll feed, even the Eminem off the wall joint, like oh yeah, the man rapper. Right? You didn't notice Red's um, as proficient as he was until we're doing something like this. We were yeah. collating all these features. Like I, you know, we you don't realize when you know the feature MC how much he does oh, when yeah. you start looking through it. Him, Buster, Cannabis, like you know the, the guy that's oh here, here he is again. You know what I'm saying? And so you yep. really see how much they put in that work. But uh, what's yeah. next? What's next on so, the agenda? Okay, so that that so the the guest spots, right? I want to point this out too. The live performance. Yep. Yeah. One of the best performers fucking in the world. Like without oh, yeah. question. Without question. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even watching him do verses with meth, you know, and there wasn't an audience, it was still COVID, it was still pretty crazy. But like I wish they could have done that how how like Dipset did it with the locks. Where there was, yeah. a, a, a now, if you look at it now, it's so much more production value. They got the the, the runway stage. Right. Like I just watched clips of the uh, Onyx or Cypress Hill one. It was like a concert, way more than the intimacy of the original verses and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that. I think he, he can DJ too. So like he can DJ. Yeah. He used to DJ yeah, yeah. for Lord. Was it Lords of the Underground or Artifacts? Or Biz. Did he do something Biz? Like didn't Biz teach him how to? Maybe he used to, used to did, DJ for Biz. I want to say he got discovered DJing for, with Lords of the Underground from Eric Sermon. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it was, like right? Kevin North. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's great, and I, I think and I think the live show also ties into how much he's beloved because if you're seeing him like opening for the Hard Knock Life tour, right? Yeah, when you know, oh, I'm here to see DMX. I'm here to see Jay Z. 
and you see Red and Meth fucking annihilate the stage. And those dudes at that time, with the exception of DMX, those dudes really weren't good performers yet. Like Jay Z was not a good performer back then. Oh, yeah. so he, like, there you go. Like toys, like quotations, because they were they were headlining and they were doing their own shows at this point. This is not, yeah, it's not them doing. It's not them doing the grind of open mics and all that stuff. That's all I'm saying. Like, right, them opening on that tour, just you know, that was just within the levels of other superstars. On yeah, it was just a loaded situation. Here, here's how beloved they were, right? Like, I mean, him and Meth, like you know, they're their own thing, but they were super beloved. Those motherfuckers hosted like MTV Spring Break for like three years in a row. <laughs> yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, you have to be somebody that's like universal right. to get that shit, right? Like, right. I don't think Jay Z ever did that shit. Nas right. never did that shit. No. You know, like, Big, Big only performed there. Like, Big was not yeah. hosting. Eminem performed like, there. Pun yeah. performed. He didn't host with Joe. You have to have something bigger than just your art to do that. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, think, I think what makes them an incredible pairing in that regard is like, Method Man's like unbelievably fucking handsome, right? And he's got the raspy voice, and like women love this dude. Not at first, that's the whole Red Man influence. When Meth first started, he had a snot nose rag. But too. women have yeah. loved him from the beginning. But he didn't. He don't. He didn't want that. He kept his not from the beginning. They loved him from the Mary J. Blige shit. He dude. had his hair on from all I needed. Or, well, yeah, you know, but even with M E T H O D Man, women were on Method Man. Oh, y'all not listening, yo. Y'all not getting. I'm sorry. Me. Y'all not listening. Y'all not getting it. He wanted to be like a fugly motherfucker that he would make himself look <laughs> undesirable by having his hair half done and half undone. I'm rocking this snot rag all the time from wearing clothes, super baggy. You get to see him in pictures. Look at those pictures, early Wu Tang pictures. He's crouched in the back. Right. He's tall, but he crouches all the time. Right. He's doing all this turning from the camera, looking over his shoulder. He's the one that's. Everybody thought it was Ghostface, and a lot of you look at a lot of old pictures. That's meant. Crouched and doing some weirdo shit like that. Right. I think he didn't Reluctant. want that. He had natural looks. He had a natural beauty to him. Right. But he didn't want that to be a thing by him keeping his hair cut and him looking suave and shit like seriously. Right. Because it, it was more than evident on the sleeve. Like even even we all know that he didn't even want uh, Method Man to be that single because he didn't want to be out there like that. He wanted right. to be. A but guy. they all and knew like I, this guy is the, the star. The reason I champion for that is because I was like that. I wanted to be a group guy. And now right. I'm a solo artist, but I wanted to be a group guy at first. And, and what you do is you kind of mute and subjugate some of your te- to your tendencies and you just play your part. Even if you can, even if your skills can demand a bigger role, you play your part. He used to play his part when he first started. Correct. And I, I think Redman being a solo artist kind of from the beginning, right? He was in Def Squad, but it was never like he was a group guy. I feel like them together method man could go back and forth between like being in the front and being in the back because red man could always he has like a bigger personality even though meth is kind of boisterous but i feel like those two together and we'll we'll get to that stuff eventually because it's a big part of red man but i just wanted to point it out like the the live performance and i think because meth is was always been a good performer as well Mm -hmm. having those two guys it's really not fair when you just put them together on stages yeah it's it's a it's just it's like it's like having like Shaq and Kobe. They had the harnesses one time. I saw the two of them swinging. Yeah, when they would go how yeah. high shit. Yeah, I think they started that on the Hard Knock Life tour. Yeah, the harness, the yeah. harnesses. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. As well. oh my god, that shit. I think Red got the better bars on how high, but Meth got the crazy flow. You know, ten nine eight seven six five four. But do you like part two more than part one? 
I don't like the, I don't like the regular version. I like the Eric Sermon. Fly, no, Robin, fly. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one with the um Tony, Tony Braxton. Braxton. I, I, I like that one. The yeah. So high. That's kind of fire, that joy. That's, I mean, it's not yeah, touching the original. Hard. I mean, I thought you meant like the the version that's on like the show soundtrack, where like oh no 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 no. <laughs> that one's like grimy as fuck. But then they kind of remixed it, you know, for the single. With it, with yeah, the now the Eric one is perfect. Up, up to the sky. Ooh, <laughs> that shit is stupid as hell. All right, so when we take our first break, we we've done the. The outer cookie part of the the Oreo cookie feedback system, where we you know we all love, we're spreading good vibes. Now we're gonna, you know, we'll come back with something a little more sharp. Oh, call our culture, and you're hearing us blah. What the fuck are you gonna do? Pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> yes, we are call out culture with Fat Boy Sharif talking Red Man. Hey everyone, this is Alaska here. I'm uh, excited to let you know about. A cool new uh, podcast miniseries that we're launching for Call Out Culture. This summer, myself and Gang PTP are going to be exploring the oeuvre of Black Sabbath, at least the first five albums with Ozzy. Uh, we're going to talk about it uh, in detail for each record, and uh, I think it's going to be a cool series. We have a lot of cool guests, uh, including Fatboy Sharif, Mike Seatown, John Morrison, uh, and many more. So, you know, definitely looking forward to sharing this with you, and hopefully you all enjoy it. First episode is going to drop on the week of June 13th, and, uh, yeah, we're going to take weekly from there, so I hope you dig it. Germicide and the Expert present their new psychedelic hip-hop album, The Overview Effect. Think Marvin Gaye meets Edan. If you like tripped out sounds, sinister strings, fuzz guitars, and heavy drums with social content, then this album is for you. Featuring the new singles For The Money, Black Tears, and A Little Love. Guest appearances on the album come from Stake Figure, Farrah Ale, and Tanya Morgan. Available on vinyl and all digital platforms with a special Bandcamp exclusive vinyl that comes with liner notes, a custom art print, plus the album instrumentals. Visit theexpert.bandcamp.com now. Call out culture. The planets and the stars and the moons collapse, 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 collapse. Trevor's is shining in. That Dr. Trevor, that's like the beginning of like chopped and screwed. Like he invented that shit. No, he didn't. No, 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 no. He invented that. Red wake the fuck up. Red Man did not invent that. DJ Screw invented that. Nah, that came out before Screw. Dr. Travis invented it. Excuse me, excuse me. Don't you Travis dare. came out before Screw. Don't you dare curse our podcast by talking about some topics. I'm just thinking on the timeline. I mean, Screw. Screw took the Travis method and it just took it worldwide, whereas Red Man just used it for intros. I was always, always saying he never switched that into like a comic book character or like did a whole album with that. Like, yeah, he never went full bore with it with that with Doctor or Uncle Quilly. I thought he would have yeah. like the clumps. Uncle like Quilly's a shit. Clumps. I yes. thought Redman could have done a record. What you want to call him? <laughs> Uncle Quilly, bitch! I smell the glue from your hair. Way the fuck over here, like Uncle Quilly. Oh boy! All right, so this let's let's get into the the part where we're, we're going to keep it a buck with the Redman talking, okay? Oh, because we're all rappers. Okay, and we we wanted to start off giving the legend as much love. Yo, yo, what if? Nah, so 
You think Quelle Chris might have gotten inspired from Uncle Quelle? Well, I, I was texting with him earlier about how everybody mangles his name. I said, I've heard, I told him, I was like, I've heard friends of mine call you Quell Chris, um, Kelle Chris, and there was one more. And I was like, people just mangle your fucking name. He's like, he's like, it's not like I say it fucking 20 times per album. Like, how to say All right, here for the record, <laughs> the people that mess up uh, Quelle's name, are they white people? No. Okay. I've heard, oh no, okay, so Griff, Griff said somebody at, a, at his job called him Kel Chris. Jeez. And then God bless the dead Scorsese would always call him Quell, Quell Chris. And then Dan Owen Free Music called him Kelle Chris, like he was fucking from Ireland. Right? So his name potentially from Uncle Quilly, Quelle. You're right. Hey, maybe when we have him on the show, we gotta ask. We gotta make that as a note. I'll ask him if it's on um, yeah, I'll ask him if I'm it's doubted, good. but it's it's a it's a good it's a, it's a Uncle Quelly, Uncle Quelly, Chris. All right, so here's a here's a part where this is the part of the show where we, you know, we might get a little controversial for some of the fans that don't seem to listen to any Red Man. What the fuck is controversial about your ears working? Uh, like because your it, ears it seems work. as though why is it controversial uh, when your my ears work? Hello, checking mic check one two <laughs> microphone check. What is this? When my ears work, why is it controversial? You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to feel like Alaska now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when, the, when You've been my radicalized, ears work, dog. You've been radicalized. I'm, I'm hearing what's in front of me. It's playing out oh, of my speakers. It's playing thank out of you. It's, it's right in front of my face. What the hell is controversial about reality? <laughs> it's it's a reality others tend to not share sometimes. I don't know. How sometimes, you, sometimes you need to provide data in the form of spreadsheets. Hit them. No, Alaska, no, provide the service. Alaska's got fucking MS Office 365 ready. He's got SharePoint. All ham to try to prove his mouse point. He had never done a spreadsheet. <laughs> Not one spreadsheet. Call I, I think there's a few. He, he there, there might be on a no, one drive. Collating, but he's never done the extent of okay. that. So that's a document. I think it's like right, so why, why I was about to start learning, learning some coding languages so I could like use, on Linux. Use like the Linux and Linux. Yeah, cert. Amazon a- Web a- Service a- AWS. So just like have it do auto like data visualization. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's have Sharif on. Okay, because Sharif's the youngest gentleman on the show. He said he was nine years old when Doc's the name hit. So Doc's that means the name, that means your life was spared from the god awful record of muddy water. Chill out. Wow. Money That's is unbelievable. Relax. Relax. That's That's we did all agree prior to it. There was going to be a cutoff mark for each of us. That's a point. Everyone has the cutoff. <laughs> yeah, okay? so that means, okay. I'll Cast, so basically, Ca- Castro yeah. for Red Man, the official count is what the album and there is a dark side. And then he, he pulls the cord. The fucking parachute goes flying. He lands in Kansas I'm, somewhere. I'm out the fucking plane. See, <laughs> yeah. right. see for me, you know, for me, it was my, it was, it was malpractice for me. I'm just saying, that's a thank good, you. That's a good point. <laughs> thank so you. For me, it was um Mal Eric Sermon. So like that's the yeah. fucking problem. So once there was more Eric Sermon than I wanted to, than I wanted to indulge in, I was out. <laughs> so and, that's okay. and then Alaska, what, what's your breaking point that you just never look back? I mean. Gonna say muddy waters. Probably there is a dark side. Wow! Holy! Watch this, y'all. Alaska already prepped me. Watch this. Good lad. Tell them. Yeah, because here, here's why. You no, know, but explain it like you. I remember the text we had, so explain it like. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna try to. It's lyrically the same exact record as what the album. 
I'm okay with that. And I'm not. Like, like I, I, want I, home- I want Home Alone 2 to be the same as Home Alone 1, except they're in New York. It's the same fucking movie. No, wait, wait. No. <laughs> we wanted movie. Home Alone 2 to be like Home Alone 1 because Home Alone 2 was like Home Alone 1. Some I don't know what that means, like, but I agree with you. I'm in. Some sequels, we don't like the regurgitation of the same thing happening at the 30-minute mark. Like Hangover 2, yeah. Like, Back to the Future was breaking the cycle of sequels just regurgitating. Um, so, back to all all of Redman's albums are the same lyrical album. They just get a little bit worse each time. Okay. From the rhyming point of view, you're mean, right? From the rhyming well, point of view. Yes. And, the, and it's well, just diminishing returns. It's like, how many times do you have to hear the same shit? No, but that's what I was going to say, Alaska. Like, I think he kind of, like, missed striking when the iron was hot with certain things. Because you can tell, he, like we were saying, he was creative. He did a lot of dope concepts in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But yeah. imagine if he, after There Was a Dark Side, he dipped off. Maybe did, like, a doom and came back Dr. Travis mm-hmm. with That'd be great. from the West Coast and had a, a whole other thing. Then he maybe came yeah. back a year later with the uh, Quillay album. So, 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 well, no, this is what he did. And we didn't even notice. He turned it into a job. Yeah. Mm. But that job, you go clock in, you do the same thing at 10.15 that you did on Monday. On Tuesday, you do the same thing at 10.15 that you do on Wednesday. Working in a widget cycle. Yeah. yeah. No, no, even still. Check, no, listen, listen, bear with me. I'll real quick. You go talk to that girl down on the third floor at about 3 o'clock. That <laughs> to take about 20 minutes. 3.20. You manage your day, but it's the same fucking thing. And I yeah. think he started rhyming like a job. With Assembly line the shit. Yeah. Where all he had to do was, uh, made it to bar 16, I'm done. Like, that's yeah. it. He doesn't have to challenge no more, Reese. He don't have to say anything clever riding a Fuji like Bruce Lee in the movie. Because right. he already did it. So yes. he already got that like two tits. And he, mm-hmm. and he did it in the 90s when a lot of people were doing things individually like he did it. So he got it. You got what I'm saying? It wasn't like six MCs right. doing it. He did it. He got it. So that accolade of that line sticks around where he doesn't have to keep coming up with dope lines because he already did it. And now sure. he's sitting back in semi-retirement, part-time substituting when they when the, when the teacher is out. Here comes Red Man with, hey, man, you didn't, you, you, you ever heard this before? Yeah, we heard it before. Well, here you're going to hear it again. I'm going to shut off the light. Again. Mm. I'm going to play the fucking same shit like Alaska's saying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the same punchlines. I'm gonna have the same references. I'm gonna be like, you know, sort of like making dumb titty jokes when I'm like 40 years old. Um, but I mean, I, I like there is a dark side. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a good record. But the, the way I think I described it in the text was like, it's if what the album's America's mo- is his America's most wanted, then this would be his death certificate. Okay. But yep. he didn't evolve lyrically the way that Ice Cube did. True. Right. And th- that's what made Death Certificate a better record to me. Like, I think production wise, there is a dark side's a better record than what the album. Right. But as a cohesive unit, what the album's a better record. Hmm. So. So, and then I came back a little bit on okay. um, Doc's the name because there's like Dr. that song he does with Brony Size. It's just like bananas. Oh, I got a secret. Hey, yo, feel what I feel. See what I see, son. Break your neck. Secretly blown. Tyler Coast style. Doc. Trace the sketch. According to Furry Recording. Hot. 
bricks underground, detox, fuck up farm crops. Yo, beautiful, cut the cabbage and sell it as pharmaceuticals. I react to bad as juvenile, bite off his cuticles. I'm stoned to the bone, flip poems that roam further. I serve the murder, then beef it the hamburger. I'm only kidding. Yo, a goddamn well ass hard to spit. Fans call me mixtape arsonist, marvelous in the hood. Every day, one of the stars checking astrologist. It's crazy. It's crazy too, because like, I would say Dr. the Name is his most like commercially accepted album with the goodness and uh, I'll be that. I'll be that. I would say from there, he kind of kept it going, kind of like before my practice with the Blackout album and then the How High and the Cedar Chucky and all of that shit. And then once he made it to a point that it's kind of like certain artists, even like what you were saying about like certain artists get to the point where it's kind of like they always gonna have their fan base. Yep. People gonna always hold them high. So they yep. can kind of, like Casha was saying, all right, I'm gonna go do 12 joints. I'm gonna just smoke something right in the studio, put it out. All right, cool. And then, yeah. But I was a fan of some of the big things. Wait, wait, wait. I, I just uh, mixed day is Gilla House shit. Yep. I just yes. thought of something. There's something, even though it was annoying me, there was something to the lit you were saying, Z. You were reading off all those features. We're talking about early in his career. And then we all have this drop off point. Right. Because, you know, not that he ran out of rhymes, but he said all that he was going to say right. early in his career. Yes. It was nothing new for him to say. We're making up new ideas with the characters that he created and all that stuff. But to him, like I said, he already got that notch. I did, I did Dr. Quillet four hours ago. It's like almost like the punchlines were more the engine because he was like a comedian that doesn't want to repeat material. He doesn't want to do the uh, knock knock joke every time. But he has different variations of those jokes on six, seven albums after. You know what I'm saying? Like comedy right. albums. You know what I'm saying? If you like the comedian, well, you, you like know what the it album is. Album. You're right. And and there's like like I just I finished watching the um the George Carlin doc on um HBO Max, which is fucking incredible. And it made me realize like how much George Carlin had like a deep, really strong impact on my life as a young person. But there was a before I got into him as a young man, there was a stretch where he was like reviled by comedians. Because he was just doing, like cranking the wheel, going on the road, making his money, being known as like the subversive guy from the late 60s and the counterculture. But then once that style became the norm, he got played out and they were making fun of him on SCTV where Rick Moranis would fucking clown him. And Cheech Marin was clowning him, being like, this dude's over, he's whack, he's tired, he ain't got nothing to say anymore. And then he came back with a vengeance and then kickstarted like his late 80s to mid 90s run, which biggest part of his career yeah. outside of like the very be beginning like late 60s early 70s yes. so, so i think i think this is a part real quick alaska is yeah you're saying about the assembly line nature of it okay so what the album 92 right gold there is a dark side 94 gold muddy waters 96 gold docks the name 98 platinum blackout that's like 99, 2000. Uh, that is platinum. El Nino, 98, gold. Fire. How High Soundtrack, yeah. 01, platinum. Malpractice, 01, gold. So he kind of had to keep it up because yeah. he was doing, at I, worst, I, gold. Of course. Right. And, and I got that. But I, and it, I'm just and, saying, and like, maybe that's. That, maybe that, that did grab the holes of creativity. Like, let me just crank out another one. You know, because yes. the label's looking, and it's my, it's my turn, and this is this is what works for me. 
Right. But the nature of it, the nature of how he was churning out these bars at, at these exorbitant amounts, like all these features and stuff, he literally, I mean, that's what we're talking about, him running out of what to say. When we when we listen to his current stuff we we're going to get to, and it's so bland and the references are so dated and old because they're not absorbing anything new to create no. anything now. They're just going back, oh, man, remember that Rosie Perez joke? Oh, shit, let me just write about that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, like, what's happening reference in 2007? When I was, when I was when I was absorbing material, when I was out there with my tentacles out there in the 90s, in the early 2000s, right. let me just regurgitate that because I have still an exorbitant amount, sorry for using that word twice, <laughs> storage of those type of activities. I don't do shit now. I make right. money. I don't go yeah. anywhere to experience anything. I don't watch anything. I don't listen to nothing to right. give you something new and fresh. I'm not up on current events. I'm not styling that way. Mm. I'm just going to like If you want a record... I could turn on that robot and my, it's literally muscle memory. We talk right. about it, yep. but it's in, we, we're looking at it in action. They just churn it out. All right. You got 13 songs. Are you doing the mix? Well, and I'm more out. like 28 songs on yeah. these albums. Like, but, with the one, of the, one of the things he started, he did like mid career that I think is really cool is like, he really like smoothed out his flow. Mm. Right. Cause he had right. like a sort of like early nineties, like choppier flow, like yeah. kind of Rough, more aggressive, but with, with docs and name and the blackout shit, like he got like more liquid with it and more like oval and circular with his words, the way he good delivered point. his shit. Definitely good point. You know, good and point. it was, it was really like technically proficient and cool to see. Yeah. No, it, it, I also like to kind of like how after malpractice, I want to say it might've been probably, Probably maybe eight or nine years in between that and the Reggie album. Yes. And that was his last Def Jam album. And right. well, that and Red going wild. Yes. And then after that, he was doing the mixtapes, which was dope, which was dope. And then he did the Mudface EP. He'd been promoting this Muddy Waters, Muddy Waters 2 for years. Like, oh my god. So like, I'm I'm crossing my fingers and I'm hoping it's a purple tape two situation, more of a blackout, more of a blackout two situation. Where it's older shit stuff, so it still still could be good instead of something fucking new that you wrote this trash. Maybe. Really, to me, I, I would say if Eric Sermon do half of the beats and okay, here's what I want to get to. I'm going to knock a Tony's fucking towers before the helicopter blows up for Christ's fucking sake with this so, Eric Sermon shit. <laughs> Let me tell you, well, it's you. you that was some of his well. best shit. We it gotta was. admit that. Well, oh, I, love, I love funny shit because I love insomnia. That was you do. That's the, that's the ultimate fucking irony of ironies. So <laughs> let, let, let me give my two cents when I hopped off the Red Man train, right? So I I remember buying like pick it up cassette single, whatever man singles, like Muddy Waters was my shit in the moment to be like, okay, I'm all on board. It's happening. It's new. I love it because I always used to love um, Time for Some Action. Um What's the, what's the shit? What's the one of the singles on um, There is a Dark Side when they sampled a Mary Jane Girls? Oh, fuck, I'm oh, I can't wait. Yes. I, I, I still one of my that favorite beats amazing. of all time. I love that shit, yeah. right? That a Rockefeller um, was the shit. Rockefeller yeah. remix. And, all and then all the features. And like me saying, have, having this DJ Mr. C best of Redman tape here and all the R&B shit, radio freestyles, all that. So I was like all aboard. Like, like Muddy Waters to me is the culmination for me, right? Then after that, like Doc's the name, like El Nino was kind of cool, and then Doc's the name. I was like, I don't love this, but 
uh, you know, I'll be that's really cool, and the goodness is cool, and the song with meth, you know, we'll all write y'all. We're in like, you know, it's about to be the how, how high season. Um, Superman Love of Four is great. I got a secret's amazing. But then I'm like, why is like Diesel Don and Govmatic on this? And like, yeah, uh, it, it was the beginning of me being like, don't love this really don't love it but i want to love it because the singles are really cool and then how high i love how high i think he actually crushes methamine on the record but then when you get to malpractice right i remember standing at a no, listening station right i was that was like oh one i was at a listening station i think at like the virgin mega store in like chicago playing it and and diggy doc comes on which is them flipping the doc shit and I was like, oh, this is crazy. It's the diggy, diggy, diggy dog, keeping it fresh. And I was like, ooh. And then literally every single song after that, I was like, skip, skip, skip. I stood there. Let's Get Dirty was hard. That was I my just, I never liked that either. But because it's like that rock wild era, which is the worst era. Let's Get Dirty was like the goodness part, too. Like, <laughs> With DJ Cool, at least. Um, but I remember just skipping the entire album. And I was like, and then you, I was and then when you noticed. When you get back, then it's track one again. And you're like, yes, and you're like, wait, what? Is it's over? I was like, ooh. But then like how high came out. Yeah, Yeah. like how high came out. And I was I went to the movies for that. It was a fucking great time. And how high soundtrack, all the features, like, but I couldn't get over like how absolutely fucking putrid malpractice was. So when we were gearing up for this episode, I went back to it because I'm like, starting from that album onward, I don't remember anything. When I played Malpractice again in the year 2022, I'm like, this is truly one of the worst rap albums of all time. Sheesh. Hands down. Trash. And it's 29 joints long and nothing good comes after Diggy Doc, which is the second song. And it's kind of amazing to go like 0 for 22. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. So what is always blowing my mind about, you know, again, our, our listeners and fans are the coolest in the world. You guys have impeccable taste fucking with us. But I want to be like, have you listened to Malpractice ever? Like, can you just press play and give me your real feeling on thinking you'd ever want to hear that again? No. Uh, <laughs> you looked hurt when he said that, Sharif. Like I said, <laughs> that let, Let's Get Dirty was my shit. I remember when it first, first dropped. That and uh, I want to say Smash something. The other Smash single. something. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The other single was dope, but yeah, I do kind of, I, I definitely feel you on that because, like, I heard it, I listened to it, and it was just like, besides maybe a few like Socrates verses. I love like, Socrates. Yeah. It didn't suit, it, it, it definitely didn't hold me like the other albums that I was like, oh, shit. He's not on this one yet, it, oh, but he's he is. He's Icarus. He's Icarus at this point. Okay. Before he became Icadon. But like D Don shows up again, double O, Sugar Bear. But like when Pace so, One shows up on Bricks Two, you're like, oh, this sounds great. So this, is, this, is, this goes back to where I even got into this thing, and I'm trying to tie some threads here together. He was making the affiliate, he was making the wrong choices in terms of affiliates. Yes. He's putting up all of these people that he's trying to manufacture. He's trying to make go- little mini golems, red man golems out of clay and shit. <laughs> when he has when he has the outsider's numbers and he can call anyone. Artifacts are, have yeah. never been on his albums. 
You know what I'm saying? When he, he, he when, when everybody in Jersey is Jersey's not as big as it seems. You know what I'm saying? And so there's ways he could have connected those dots and um and put them on. Like there's to be honest, the outsiders are on a Fuji's album, but not a Redman album. Well, they're yeah. they're on. I think. Um, well, Z Z on close your doors. He's on. Yeah, oh, black out. Right. Yeah, he kind of split up because Z on close your doors and Pace on bricks too. All about practice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has like yeah. a little verse at the end, but there's six people before Pace One on Malpractice. Then he shows right. up, you're like, oh, this is crazy. Song's over. <laughs> yep. Like, That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not, you're not obligated to put who you want on, but like, if you put on the people we're mentioning, the Jerseyites we're mentioning, and I think you get, you get a different idea of the, of the Legion he, you want to assume that he's in, uh, the head of, we gave him anyway. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. From, him doing what Wu Tang did for Staten Island, he yes. did Brick City, he Brick tried. City, Brick City, Brick 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 City. You know what I'm saying? That was yes. very much the Red Man responsibility in terms of like changing that to the official name and shit like that. So I just think he made some poor choices in terms of like promotions or or you know like you know showcasing. You know True. what I'm saying? Think about uh, I Think about Outcast showcasing Goody Mob and Red Man showcasing Ikadon. Something's different. Oh, you can say that again. That's all, I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> something's, something's different in that comparison. One of those things are not the same. So, um, it just go. It just goes to show you that, like, every, it, excuse me, management isn't for everybody. That's first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even self-management. And I think he had found his, his niche in his space, and he didn't want to rock his boat. I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't working hard or anything like that, but he didn't right. really need to shake his status or, or rise above or have a Kendrick album or some emotional album or have some concept Karis one like album he might he feels like he didn't need to do that because he right. didn't you know what I'm saying yeah I, I I agree with all that and I think the like malpractice is really rough um he went six years between albums yeah, right? yeah. and I think this Sharif you pointed about this pointed this out earlier when he started doing a lot of mixtapes and I remember it, this was the era when the changing of the guard, the new generations are coming in, and he's like one of the resident old guys on Def Jam. Where like Jay-Z's... Let, me, let me do my Y2K point. I'll go for it. So I was talking with Zill on the phone the other day, and I was saying there were certain MCs, I don't know if y'all agree, last year, that remember how we were setting up for the Y2K? I was still in college, but mm-hmm. um, people that were working at certain jobs, they had computers and stuff. There was a big frenzy and software changes and stuff like that. Right. Embracing for this impact. There yes. are certain MCs that were bracing for this impact and didn't even know it. And when the Y2K thing hit, the bug didn't hit the computers. It hit they fucking ass. Everybody <laughs> that put like 2000 in their, their record or whatever. like uh, Man, 2000 fold. You know what I'm I'm trick daddy out there. My point is, like, it did something, it did something I mean, it to a took Buster Rhymes 20 years to recover. Yeah, it did something to a lot of artists. You could actually pinpoint 2,000 and look at the material that they dropped, what they were anticipating the world to be, what right. they thought the 2,000 record should have been, was totally off. A lot, I remember there were so many artists that were just wrong. They were just wrong, and that led them to having maybe two or three bad records, if you really look at it. Look, a lot of artists, that 90s thing, but also, cliche speaking, unfortunately, the 90s thing didn't transfer everybody over. It was one of those things that, you know, pulling everybody over, like, 
the Titanic is breaking up in two pieces and some people making the jump and some people are, some yeah. people are back. You know what I'm saying? But that really happened. A lot of people didn't make it over that threshold. And I know it's like symbolic, depending on how you even believe in time and calendars and stuff like that. But there was something to be said about a lot of artists that didn't make that crossover to, from, the, from the late 90s into the 2000s. And Red Man is definitively one of those. Yeah. Uh, Shreve was yeah. about to say something too, or last one of you guys first, I'm sorry. No, I was just reading Castro. Oh, no, so I saying, yeah, that's right. No, I was saying the when he got into the that mixtape era around the time, like after the Def Jam deal was over. To me, kind of going back what Castro was saying, he didn't really capitalize off the internet era either. Mm. Where it could have nope. been, yeah, like it could have been a few dope. It was a f- bunch of dope East Coast artists from that. 2010, 2011, 2012, that kind of like how you see Meth doing now, jumping on the Griselda joint and yep. goes on a Kendrick album. Like, he never kind of did that where it was like younger people can get put on, like, oh shit. Yep. Who's yeah. Red Man? Like, I'm about to go back and buy all of his other albums. And no, that, that's, that's, other how, albums. that's how Pusha got the boost, was being on the Tyler joint. Trouble mm-hmm. on my mind. Like, that put him in front of all those 16 year old Our Future fans. They didn't know who Pusha yeah, no, was. Hell yeah. That was huge. I think I think also is that he um the Gilla House shit was interesting. Like there was a couple banging mixtape songs. A Gilla House check is one of the fucking hard, hardest songs ever. Um, but I feel like he listening to his whole discography before this call, right? When I went Red Gone Wild is like surprisingly competent because that was like the Def Jam write off like we just want to get this guy the fuck off the contract he doesn't want to be here we don't want him here so he had like the song with Timbaland put it down which was like kind of cool but very forgettable but then he has a song Pete Rock give me one which is crazy he's got a song with Scott Storage called Freestyle Freestyle that's crazy it, it's just a it's well, competent. Yeah, Scott Storage it can't be crazy no the beat the beat is nuts because it, it's a stripped down it's like him banging the lunchroom table type of beat it's not okay. like it's not like lean back part two or some shit. Okay. Um, I didn't think lean back was crazy. No, nah, I don't think so either. <laughs> so he has like competent things on that record. But again, the album is 78 minutes, 23 songs. He loves making a lot of songs and so many skits still. Well, he's from the era of, you know, again, WA and De La Soul and learning I how mean, to do that. But know, it's like, yo. By by the time those records came out, skits were done. They were very yeah. done. Yeah. Like by 2000, 2000 killed the skit. It's a third of the album. Well, actually, college dropout, like a third of the album is skits on college yeah, dropout. But it's a concept. So it was, uh, yeah. Oh, the mother load, the mother load of the eulogy and the death of skits was uh, Equinox. Oh, God. Like the first seven songs are skits on Equinox, organized confusion. And they, they, got, they got the skit era is over. The, the, skit, the skit era was like, to, to me, if it, if it was a dope skit that kind of pushed the album. Right. Kind of like, uh, let's get free or something. And I'm like, all right, that's dope. I like how this connected this, but just like somebody on a prison call, I'm like, take that bullshit out, man. Just put another song right there. Yeah. It's no, getting to the point where they had to be like outcast intros, otherwise cut them and shit like that. Because it, like, I remember an Equinox in particular, we talked about this, you know, and we'll get back into the main subject. It was just like the skits were oblivious to the record. And so yeah. now I'm like, I thought I was listening to two records. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm listening to the narration that has its own thing going on. And then I'm listening to the songs. They didn't blend in, like, say, um, 
the uh, reading cues on on De La Soul is dead per se with a cracker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the all blended in and shit like that. Well, I think um, I think what the and what the saddest part about like listening to and again I think Red Gone Wild's like competent. Blackout Two is pretty fucking cool. I'm, I dig that record. Um, I never heard Reggie or Mudface until this week, Oof. and I wish I had it. I mean, I was gonna say I'm never oh. going to hear Reggie or Mudface. So th- this got me unless, they, unless I end up in a government detainment camp and they're like, let's torture <laughs> this motherfucker. Or you're in the basement like fucking eleven and straight emerged. What would say? What would say? These are the beats they play for ghost detainees and shit like. Oh shit, my god! What ice or something like yeah. ice? They'll have me like they'll have me like squatting on a box in my yep. underwear listening to my yeah. yeah, no, what's that? This, um, this are fucking creed, motherfucker. Oh my god! I I just think it's like so when I heard those when I heard those two albums, no I was sleep. Like, you I'm know what? Here's the thought I started thinking. Did we ever love Redman, or did we love a certain era of production that he was on? Me, I know I, I love Redman because I didn't like his production because of all the Eric Sermon shit. And then also, I'm also the, the I was the dummy that didn't know how much self production he did on his first two records. He did a lot of beats. Know. Yeah, yeah he did his whole first record, right? Yeah, nah, he did all the records of Dark Side. Eric Sermon did all of the first record. I'm sorry Pete, for Pete making Rock that name up. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. 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 I, thought, I thought he got thrown in the studio with equipment when they were like, learn. He did. I, I, I think he might have learned on uh, what the album, but okay. I know there was a dark side. He did most of the beats besides uh, Can't Wait. And I want to say Eric Sermon did the uh, Cosmic Slop joint. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah there, there's, I mean, I will say Darius has like incredible bass lines. Like the baseline of that shit is banging. Whether it's him or Eric, it's it's really fucking cool. But like going from Reggie and Mudface, where he's doing newer styles, like he's flipping disco shit, down south shit, trap shit. He's trying. I know, like he's trying to do it, but that's how a lot of the singles been geared too. Like a lot of the party singles, that's why I'm interested to hear when uh, Muddy Waters two finally dropped. Is it going to just be like a cesspools of different sounds and flavors, or is it going to be like, all right, let me lock into what my core fan base want? Because he might go for that. That he might go for the new, the new era of fans on that album. You never right. know. Because I heard a couple yeah. snippets the past eighteen years, and they've been cool. But I'm excited to see like where he take it. I would love to see him just get in the studio with one producer who could like yeah. sort of like guide him or him. Just make, yeah. make the beats. I don't, you, you think he can still make the beats though? Like you think he still got like the know, sharpness for that? Produce, he's probably he, he probably spent a lot of time on production that we have no idea about. That's the one. He's gonna, he's gonna start making like Triton beats. But that's the one thing <laughs> Grace about Redman, like not knowing that he could DJ, not knowing that he could yeah. make beats, stuff like that. He spends time, and his his internet persona is one he shows. He's in the studio. I'm working. He doesn't show what he's working on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's well. They, they say that on Wikipedia, like b- before Red Gone Wild dropped. And again, this is the time at Def Jam when it's like the old heads are getting ruffled because it's like him, Ghostface, LL, DMX, The Roots, they're all being pushed aside for like Kanye, Rihanna, Neo, and all that. And they are just becoming tax write off albums. But apparently, he made like hundreds of songs. 
and was gearing up for this album and what comes out it's just like i mean there's timbaland like i said um clark kent's on the album vitamin d she asked him he's on the album rock wilder like all these people i think you were talking about graduation day but <laughs> sheesh i'm not gonna lie to that, like, last week forgive me as we go yeah, i honestly don't trust any artist that's saying yo we've made hundreds of songs in the me studio. too like that's some bullshit you didn't do anything you were just hanging out in the studio a lot yes. no, let's you listen to 100 beats how many how many songs is 100 songs i mean 100 songs that's i'm thinking about fucking songs like, how many songs is 100 songs how much like how much gigabytes is that that's a, right. that's a lot i like when they're all like yeah we, so we made, we made it, 300 it's a preemptive move to be like when your album's whacked so people be like yo i want to hear the shit that didn't make the record right yeah, so people yeah. are still talking about it and still giving you props for shit you didn't do right you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It's like because yeah, you'll, you'll drop like one or two that are kind of good, and people be like, "Yo, that's just better than anything in the album." Only with rapping, you can get away with that bullshit too. Because yeah. imagine Spike Lee, like, "Yo, we made ten scripts from Malcolm X." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got another four movies we left on the floor. Yeah, Dude, we filmed ten seasons of She's Got to Have It. We got ten in the can. They won't yeah. let me put them out. I don't know why. I think Busta Rhymes and Pusha T do have. Because uh, last year there was a myth, there was a mythology about oh what's in the archives what's in Jay Z's archives like what, what, I mean what Nas, Nas puts that? them out though Nas is like here they are they're not yeah. good here they are they're they're lost tapes too lost tapes no, there's terrible. a reason that they're not on there like I mean you know yeah. every Jay Z album has about four wax songs on it Always. right right so yeah, it's yeah. like and and not even like it's a single and it's whack it's like the shit with like Ninth Wonder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like justify what? my thug. Oh, like none yeah. of that shit is hot. So if you I got some hot it, shit, I hated that title. Me so too. from the title, I knew I wasn't gonna be in for a good. Oh thing. no, yeah. And he flipped Madonna on the hook. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out. Yeah. My thug. Yeah, that's terrible. My well, here it is. Ready? This is right from Wikipedia. It is rumored that Redman recorded as many as. 300 st- studio <laughs> songs between 2001 and 2007. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. 300? God damn. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. From 2001 to 2007. I mean, for Redman, that's 10 albums. That's a lot. For every other artist, it's 30 albums. For Redman, it's 10. 10 albums. And the payoff was Red Gone Wild, which no one on this call remembers except me and Shereen. You could make 300 songs in six years. Can we talk about, like, the second you heard that title, you're like, oh, shit's going to be wild. Of course. I mean, it's red yeah. going wild. It's like girls going wild, but that was like four years yeah. late. It'd be like no, if he dropped weird. a record called Now That's What I Call Red Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's a funny wow. part. See, wait, wait, here's a funny part. No, Sean, funny. Sean Price could do that and it would be great. Like Jesus yes. Christ Superstar, Monkey yeah. Bars, Songs of the Key of Price. What Red Man does, you're like, duh. Yeah. Isn't, it Ill, isn't it Ill an obligation dissipate? Remember when we were younger and like we were like knocking over children to get to the store to get these records to right. get these <laughs> artist albums and then there comes this day where it's like I don't give two damn fucks about <laughs> nothing. I don't give a rodent's rectum about this fucking bad You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to I want to say this too that we'll take our last break. Um, I think what's really handicapped him the most outside of the production choices, making seven thousand songs. I, outside of that, I think at its core. And I think all of us as rappers and artists and MCs do is we 
understand that as you go through changes in your lifestyle changes, like Castro said, lifestyle changes, where you are, what you're looking at, what you're experiencing, relying solely on punchlines is a fool's errand. Yeah. Because it's not going to always land. Even if you think it's great, some people may not get the joke. Some people don't know what that movie is. Some people may not know that deaf comedy jam routine you're referencing, right? And I feel like when he showed up, there was a, a more recent verse from him. I was kind of hoping he would be competent, and it made me want to blow my brains out. Is on the Fife Dog song "Nutshell." Yeah, he's wow. not this verse sums up like the overabundance of punchline. Yes, it's like I keep it moving. I keep bud. I keep fire. I keep an attitude for brothers to keep trying. I keep it deuces. Bigelow for Rob Schneider. I oh keep flowing till my hands get arthritis. And I hate Rob Schneider. So Rob Schneider bar and arthritis bar in 2022. Go ahead. I keep. I'm. I'm gonna skip through. I keep women. I'm like Nas. I keep ether. Fife and bust. That's my brothers. Keeper. Keeper. I, I keep it a K. Call it slay. The street sweeper. Sim Sima. Give me the keys to your Beamer. He did that already before. Yeah, see what I'm saying? He did like, it a few times. Uh, I did it. Shit, I did it. Yeah, but, but right. I've done it twice. Right. Like, if I'm like, doing it twice. <laughs> keep, keep focused. I keep blunts for cheap thrills. Me and Lindsay Lohan, that's a nutshell. What? I don't know that what shit, that means. Man. Does that mean Coke? What does that mean? Oh, she, she, she might hold his nut. Like I don't know. I mean, have you guys heard "Slap the Shit Out" you? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. No, which, what, yes. what, what's that from? That sounds familiar. No, it's, like, it's, like, it's his like most recent single that I remember. It's like from January. It's not recent. It's, not recent. it's, it's not a loose joint. It's like two or three years old. They yeah, like, yeah, it's a couple years old, but okay. it's yeah. like. It's just like so the whole shit is like you asking him for stuff and he's going to smack the shit out. I remember that. I'll smack the shit out. It's just so whack. He said, let me read it. Come on, please do it. He said, I want to bury your ass, but I'm out, but I'm out of line. Women ask for tits. I tell them, get a job and get me some backwoods on your EBT card. Don't ask me for weed or drinks in the club. Or fucking autographs outside my tour bus. Get out of here. Don't ask me for Gucci, Louis Vuitton, or Uggs. Because A, B, or C, you get none of the above. Oh, my God. Can I borrow some money? Slap. Can I get some weed? Slap. Can I borrow your car? Slap. And then the whole hook's like, that's when I slap the shit out you. I smack the shit out you. (laughs) The shit is fucking corny as fuck. It's like, it's really like trying to be a viral sensation. It's trying to right, be a hashtag rapper. Right. Yeah. yeah. Smack the shit out of you. Are you. Everybody say it. Wait, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Say something. Everybody say it now. It's like oh, audience participation that you get paid for and shit with the big flashing oh, sign. Yeah, y'all forgot what I, I smashed Y'all forgot what I want to ask y'all. Did y'all like him on the uh, Saga Continues album? The Wu Tang no. album? No. I was hoping and I was like that you know. Yeah, he got he on a couple that's what he, he was is, like. But he was there near like a 11th a 13th member. Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, like don't know. Yeah. When it's, it's, um, the Boo Tang Bang he's doing hooks and stuff. Cuz remember it was supposed to be a meth solo album and then they turned it into a, yeah. a Wu Tang album. Yeah. He's not good on that. And he's on all the singles. There's like six singles and he's on three of them. Yeah, that yeah. shit the album has some beats though, but 
I it's all the mathematics piece. Like a, a overall album level at all. Yeah, so, it's yeah. even that. It's like, how do you come whack on the Wu Tang shit? I mean, because because we have Red Bull, we have you know what I mean. We have Buck Fifty. We have moments where we this dude's going crazy. Yellow leg muscle backs. Yes, like even when he said like um. It was like Doc rocking a wife beater with me beating my wife ass iron dog. That's kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> that was the hard ass. We got more scenes than ODB. B. B. Yeah. Come I mean, on, yeah. that's like the best line of that year. ODB, and it's so stupid because you we shouldn't have any damn scenes unless you um unless you uh. You're doing right. phenomenal shit. All right, let's 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 wrap. Let's let's take a break and then we'll wrap up. We need to talk about rap, man. We we got off our chest. It's coming from a place of love and honesty. We all enjoy it. We had the, the line in the sand. We're not going to cross anymore. So there you go. That's that's the part of the show. That's the middle of, of, the, of the Oreo. We're gonna go. We're gonna end on a, on a good note for the Red Man yeah. episode, or or not. I don't know. Who fucking cares? No, we we'll no. be at the bottom of the Oreo when we come back. Little pieces of white left on the um on the crack. Oh, that's the best part. You gotta save for that part. <laughs> yeah, no, gotta say we don't yeah. convince ourselves that's the best part. Oh wait, no before, before we go to last, break, that's oh. the orphan part of the cookie. It's left alone. It's little white crack pieces on there. It's the orphan part. And you then, and, and if you find like the like the like the quarter piece of the cookie on the floor or on the couch cushion, you gotta eat that piece from the Oreo. No, you, you can't throw that out. You gotta eat that. You crazy? No, you don't have to, you don't have to right. eat that. I found it in a couch cushion. What the hell? You no, it's gonna have some hair on it. Well, yeah, like yeah. I don't mean like one from six years ago. I mean the one that you just dropped it. You gotta, you gotta. Oh, if you just one. dropped it, yeah. You know I mean, from but like the way 94. you made it sound like no, I'm you sorry. Sorry. changing it. Like Oreo, no, no. find an Oreo anytime later it's on. Next to a dirty ass penny in your couch. No, I don't mean that one. Hair be wrapped around. You gotta pull the hair out. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. So like, I got a question. Y'all can all answer. Because I'm in the studio with Drive-By right now. He chilling yo, behind me. What's up, yo? I got your message, God. Thank you, brother. Drive-by. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Zilla, Zilla, he heard you say Malpractice was the worst album ever. And he, <laughs> had a, he, had a, he had an album that he wanted to put against that. What is it? He said, that could be terrible, but is it worse than the Rise Up, Make the Music 2000 album? <laughs> <laughs> It is worse than Razo. Yes. Because Razo wow. has Southern Girl. Wow. It's got Southern Girl with Badu. No it's got way. Southern Girl. No way. Southern Girl. You realize Southern Girl with Badu. Saves When it. you realize by track two, it Razo can't make a beat sound any different than track one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I remember like getting a track there. I was like, oh, shit, he's in trouble. And I was like, yo, he in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he, beats, uh, yo, he ran out of dance. He, he need a vocator. I was like, yo, you're a uh, yeah, When I got to the third song, I said, yo, he's a whole album of this shit. I said, yo, he's yeah. in trouble, dog. He's just gonna yeah. do it. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the amazement with your not the incredible Rozelle. I'm like, all right, track yeah. 15, ladies and gentlemen. We like, back still Rozelle, the album. We're still here. Yo, and then that's, that's you know what? And it has the 2000 like, in the title. Make the music yeah, with you about yeah, 2000. Oh, my God. And that, made, and then that, that showed me that Scratch's album wasn't going to be shh. Oh, the scr- yeah. Yeah, Scratch's album. He, yo. Wait, Scratch had an album? Yes. You ready yes. for this? Oh, Check this out. Keep this. The worst oh, song ever. Keep this. So Castro. He does the beats. And he only does three sounds, Alaska. So I, I'm telling you, it was worse. Wait, did he do this one? <laughs> 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 A lot. A lot of that. 
check it. Yo, Castro, he dropped that on Rope Dope Records with our man yep. Andy, right? Yeah. So yep. Noah, who Noah was, he was intern at Rope Dope that year, right? And when he was up there, he said, "Oh yeah, we got this Scratch album that we want. We're gonna put out." He said, "But Scratch wanted to pocket thirty thousand from his budget and mix and master the album himself." Oh, right and and i was like word and at the time i didn't know what mixing and mastering really was like on a professional album yet and i was like oh is that a big deal and he was like dude it sounds horrible but we had to get it out on schedule so when i got the I, the album came out like four months later i got the promo copy from him i played it the album's like distorted clipping things ain't eq'd it yeah. is terribly it is so um unbelievably bad from a sonic point of view for him to pocket 30 bands and not pay someone to mix a fucking album and it, it's and, you, and alaska didn't even know it existed um I, I want to hit you want to hit this one one bar real quick from Redman from the wu-tang album just for you alaska he says okay. from the song lesson learned yo i'm on top of the world mama looky here i'm a boy beasting in my car paul revere <laughs> Boy, oh people. God! We will be back with the bottom of the cookie in ten seconds on Call Out Culture. Thank you. So, go get your Everclear and some Oreos and see y'all in a minute. Some pinnacle. Get a blindfold and a cigarette. We'll be on the <laughs> Get the pinnacle flavored uh, Oreo flavored <laughs> fucking vodka. We'll be back. Call Out Culture. Listeners, check it out, Zilla Rocker. Listen, as a shorty. I was playing in the front yard of the crib and I fell down and I bumped my head. And then somebody helped me up and asked me if I bumped my head and I said, yeah. So then they said, oh, so that means we gonna, we gonna switch it up on them. And I said, yeah, a Andrew, Andrew is the greatest. And knowing as a shorty, I was always told that if I ain't gonna be part of the greatest, I gotta align with the greatest myself. And that's Andrew. The Rain Knows What Is Doing album available now. Cassettes are sold out, but we got CDs, beanies, dad hats, mugs. It's cracking. $3pistol.com for fans of Beck, Evidence, Buck 65, Daps Home Records. If you're with it, spread love. If people want the wild shit, we're going to give you some more. Andrew, the rain knows what it's doing. Available now. What up, y'all's panels, man? East Hampton Polar Boys. When the catalog out now, man, we got CDs, merch, all that, insubordinaterecords.com, man. Make sure you don't sleep on it, because before you know it, it's going to be all gone. So make sure you head over there, stream it, do all that. Long live Lord Jones, man. Win the catalog, album of the year. You know what it is. Peace. Hey, yo, she caught me fly woo garments from overseas, below knees with extra palm drown routine, fresh panini, ground filled, chopped garlic and knowledge, get demolished, fly air of goddess, never modest, perfect sonics fill my palace, wires missing, acoustics hitting, needle bless the vinyl, been the champion, just give me the title. Call out culture, land of painful punchlines, the Red Man episode. music. <laughs> <laughs> all he wanted was a rice cake remember that shit he did put that on the album the Razzle. Uh, so if you're still listening to the Razel and the scratch albums this is your number one podcast on apple so give us a five-star review if you're a fan of the make the music with your mouth 2000 record which i really haven't thought about since that year so thanks 
Shouts to drive by for that one. Shouts uh, to Jersey. That was a legit drive by. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, Redman, we're wrapping it up on the We Need to Talk About Redman for all the fans who've been clamoring. Um, final thoughts. I feel like we, we, we hit the good stuff. We, we kept it a bean about some of the, the sadder parts of the Red Man run. Uh, anything, anything we're hoping for the future? Do we main, remain optimistic? Are we no, stunted, I, traumatized? How are we feeling? I'll say just as just as being a Jersey veteran and veteran overall, like I said, I'm going into Muddy Waters 2 with half, half open eyes, halfway crossed fingers. Okay. So I'm going to just see where that goes. And even if I'm not feeling that, he still got years of shit before that we talked about in the beginning. That's still gonna always hold weight, and mm-hmm. so that's fair. Yeah. All right, uh, Alaska. Um, uh, twofold. First, I hope they do a remake of Uncle Buck, starring Redman. Well, it was supposed to be. Was it Mike Epps? Oh, he's got it was, but it would be artwork. Oh my wow. god, MT. It would be better with Redman, like an older Redman. Yes. You know, something like that, like, you know, dirtbag uncle who comes in. He would play that really well. He would be good. Him or yeah, Nori. Yeah. Nori would be yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking Nori first, and I was like, no, Redman would be great at that. Um, and then I, I would love to see him have, like, you know, like what you guys were saying, just like some creative burst where he gets outside of himself, like, you know, like a cool Keith type of resurgence. <laughs> Yeah, where he just does like Dr. random Travis. wild shit. The return of Dr. Travis. Dr. Travis with the DJ twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, twins. Yeah. Fat Beats just dropped like maybe the 20th anniversary of Sex Style. Just like sex Style. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, we could call the Uncle Buck show Uncle Quillis. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, on Hulu. Right there, I, Put on Hulu. The same, re- the same way the, um, the $100 sack pyramid never came to fruition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that shit was right there. That's a gold mine, and that you know, yeah. I mean, or like an HGTV show where like he just goes to like build like smoker dens for people or some shit like that. Oh, that would be amazing! Like, by he builds like humidors for people and shit. It, no, it, no, like weed rooms, like where people just like get blazed. Blaze. Like, I really like like black light posters, video games. What and, exhibit was doing with pin my ride? Yeah, or pin my ride, but for like. For kids who live in their parents' basement, he inject himself in there. He should be on HGTV on like every other show. He he could be like the rapper on the Food Network, but dude, if Snoop could be a personality, he could be a personality. Yes, definitely. Right, like Snoop's Snoop's bigger now than he ever was, and it's not because of his music. Definitely, not at all. Why can't Redman do that? I mean, what one he dresses like a a twenty year old, but outside (laughs) of that, you know, it'd be dope. He's a vegan though. Shouts to him. Yeah, I'm, he, he wears it. those jeans that, that got like the ribs on the knee. <laughs> the, the motorcycle <laughs> looks like robot knees. <laughs> the motorcycle joints, yeah. Yeah, the riding I'm jeans. No meta. Yeah, no. Castro, what what is your what is your uh, projection for the future of Red Man? Or you're just out. I mean, he's not aging that gracefully. So I see him on um, some late twenty twenty eight sitcom mm. playing somebody's um. So ironically playing somebody's uncle right maybe it'll be uncle quilly on a sitcom and nobody that, that people at that age don't even know where that's originally from um i mean i can see him transitioning but he hasn't transitioned yet so i'm yeah. at a pause i'm at a loss to seeing what he can transition into because he hasn't tried a bunch of transitions yet 
where I say, oh, you know, he's done good. He's good on nautical shows. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of, right. it's some stagnation going on with it, with um, with this next phase of his career. And maybe that's what we're all lamenting right now, and, you know, eulogizing and stuff. Like we, ha- he, we haven't seen him change the facets of what he does. And because yeah. we don't see that, we, the, the future is hazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he can still live on his hip hop golden years type, you know, right. retirement type deal and do, you know, old school hip hop shows and stuff, but we wanted more from, you know, we wanted more. And um, we'll have to see. So my thing with Red is I appreciate everything you've done. There was some quality and quantity, but right. as you alluded to early on, he really might have burnt his candle at both ends. And we're left with the, um, ugh, you know, with the waste sludge. Right. Um, at, at the end of a career, that's what we're looking at. Yeah. A Y two, a Y two K, another Y two K MC. It's like it's like when when you're broken, you keep pouring water into your shampoo to try to make it last longer. Yep. Right now, it's almost all water. On your dishwashing mm. liquid. Yeah, trying. see, right? Yeah. It's just spitting out bubbles. Wow. Um, okay, so my optimistic hopeful wish i'm thinking of like specific verses from him that don't fit the red man character punchline centric like chuckles you know telegraphed lines coming a mile away right i'm thinking of this this shit he did on on uh uh the red of meth album right run run for cover and I'm like, if he just framed things like this, if he just used this phrasing more, I feel like it wouldn't be such drudgery to get through the, the lines. And so because he's done it before, I think he could do it, do it again and kind of reimagine himself as not as like everyone's favorite weed rapper. I think like that needs to go away because that's yeah. sonically, artistically, it just it doesn't go anywhere interesting. Whereas like on... Yeah given us a, a, another shave another side of the right. shape so on the right so on the red and meth album and that little run of like red bull um buck 50 red and meth, like he's just more sinister you know what i mean like or even on like how high like you know it's like you know, six million ways to die so i chose mate he's not like friendly and funny and i think right. like trying to be funny all the time like like snoop Snoop can be funny and everyone's friend, but Snoop can spit like murder shit when he wants to. Where he, yeah. like, like we're not smiling on this song or this record, right? Yeah. So he has this verse on on Run for Cover, where he says like, "Grass smoker in the cup for the lawnmower on water I ride the whale like I ate Jonah over Woo! your face with the black cape over you woke up four gorillas with a makeover." Packing a punch, asthma pump, take over. My crew boards and the whole plane lays over. You can't talk with the tape over. Pass the pussy, get out. Date's over. <laughs> Back to the gray Nova that's way slower. Red line to five on the highway shoulder. Enemies say Doc the one to play closer. This baboon loose off the chain choker. Hardcore was something I hate poker. But y'all spread with my bullets, Daytona. That's like and it's sil- it's sil- the syllable work on that shit is so crazy. He said, "With my bullets, Daytona. With my bullets, race. He's killing." Yes, me. like he's not telegraphing. Like, and my bullets in the car because I'm driving like a Daytona. Like he's not saying that. Yeah, not like making it so cookie cutter all the time. Like enemies say, "Doctor, one to play closer." 
this baboon loose off the chain choker. You know what well, I mean? Like it, it, it is on. it's that's ill that you say that too, because literally that that remind me of like a few years back he had this joint, uh the Duff for Watu shit. Yes, where he's rhyming on that old Kanye shit. Yeah, to me that shit was perfect. <laughs> Top to bottom, like I love it. I was shit. like, Don't okay, like this is this oh. is what we need to hear. Like that shit is incredible that joint. Right. And it's different from being like, you know, uh, like Cash would always say like those, you know, um, I lose patience like a bad doctor, like those that those type of fucking punchlines, like those, like you said, Sharif, like the, the, killing it in the cypher in 99 outside the venue. Like yeah. you can't be spitting that shit in 20, 2007, 2015, yeah. 2000, like it's gotta go. Like, but he has, he, I'm just saying, I feel like he has that capability to go sinister and he doesn't do it anymore. You know what I mean? But on the Red and Meth album on Blackout, he had it. Even like um on, on Rockwilder when he even says like Doc Meth back in the flesh, blood, and bones. That's not like funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not like ha ha ha. No, it's funny because I never thought of it from that perspective. And kind of like to me, if he can do that, he can kind of even get more out of himself. And kind of kind of like how Flying Lotus did the Captain Murphy thing where yes. in certain and certain younger people who didn't even know that was Flying Lotus, it was just like, yo, this right. Captain Murphy dude is dope. So imagine if he just came back with that style, like you said, he just made it his own thing. Like, yeah. it's a whole, like, he could he could capitalize a bunch of different ways for that. So, yo, when he says, Buddy Waters too, we might get it. You never maybe. know. You never know. What's the line he says on Muddy Water? He's like, have him hollering like Marvin Gaye when his father shot him in the chest. I roll with two packs. Like, he says wild shit on Buddy Waters, bro. Like, it is not just funny shit everywhere. Like, case closed. He's, oh, he's doing that on that album, too. But, you know, it's it's no Razel make the music when you're around 2000. I'll tell what you is that. that? I mean, seriously. It's Illmatic, Low End Theory, Razel make the music when you're about 2000, The Chronic. It's up yeah. there. It's up there. I mean, the only thing higher would be, like, Scratch and Thriller. Scratch and Thriller. Oh, my God. Man, Rhythm, Rhythm Nation 1814. Make the music yeah. with your mouth 2000. <laughs> What's going on? Right? We know that. The yeah. standards. The White Album. You know. They're, yeah, it's up there. It's like, it's something that every collector should have in their in their uh, <laughs> library. Oh, God. All right. Well, I think that, that about wraps everybody's uh, opinions and views on the Red Man episode. Um, Sharif. Where can people find you? What's what's next? What do you got out? What's going on? You're always doing shows. You're always releasing music. Let them know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Cyber City Society is out right now. Shout out to everybody who's been showing that love. And the end of the summer, got another full lift coming. Nice. No face. So definitely check that shit out. That shit is about to be crazy. And a bunch of more surprises. So just stay tuned. Nice. Where can people find you, motherfucker? Where can they find you? Instagram, Fatboy Sharif, Twitter, Fatboy Prospect, holler at me, inbox me. Let's talk about albums and Chinese food and strip clubs and liquor and everything else that makes society one big happy place. Thank you. And and All quick, you you've been the reporter on the on ground level. How how has the strip clubs been in the in the, the COVID world still? Is it very safe? Uh it depends on where you go. Okay. I was, I was, I was, I, I'm, I'm always masked down when I step in the spot, but right. It, it's still, it's still a fun spot. It's still a very fun, amazing spot. The wings is popping. <laughs> Women are beautiful. Wait, so. 
<laughs> breakfast. Where did I first Full second. That's right. Did you have to show a vax card at any point to enter the strip club? No, but I don't know. At one point, you did like a few months back. Okay. Good. That's that's good safety by them. They're following CDC regs. Do the uh, do the artists wear masks? Oh, the uh, yeah, they do. Funny thing. Interesting. Okay. That's good. Hey. I respect the economy. Keeping it safe. That can open up a whole market for a certain group of people. (laughs) You know. Yeah, where they don't have to worry about this money. Sharif, thank you so much for appearing on our humble, um, our little abode, our home away from home to call our culture. We appreciate having you. I love y'all, man. Wherever y'all need me, I'm there. So, it was amazing. Call our culture. Love y'all, brothers. Keep doing y'all thing. Keep being amazing in the podcast and music world and everywhere else. Thank you. What's up, man? What are you, bro? That's it. it. Alaska, anything to hit people with before we shut it down? Um, oh man, there's there's a spinoff podcast coming this summer. Yep. Uh oh. Not very soon. That shit is gonna be lovely. But that's yeah. all y'all get. And also, that's all you're getting right now. Mighty we'll have Canyon. more details next week. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Also, go check out that Mighty Canyons record. Oh yeah, it's really good. Get a mighty healthy with these cans. Mighty healthy. Check that out. That's all I got. Okay. Dope. And then uh, yeah. on my end. A few albums in the mixing and mastering phase at the moment, so I'll keep it tight-lipped uh, as I can, even though that's not my style. But I respect my 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 collaborators and close friends, so I'll keep it tight-lipped for the moment. And we'll we'll that's be sharing up. more information as we get closer to release. So how you like that? All right, we um, did it. Call out culture, fat boy Sharif. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon. Always the best place to support the show directly. We appreciate it, everybody listening. And we will catch you next time. Stay culty, stay calling people out, and do it for the culture. And if you see bitch passed out on the fucking floor, pick her up. Pick her up. Uh-huh. Josh, I like that, man. You like that, man? Let's turn that shit up, man. Yeah. Lyrical wordplay for y'all. I feel good on this one, man. This is how real MCs do it, you know. Yeah, I like this shit a lot, man. Done Fiatto. Rome, New York, we in the building. Check it out. Yo, when I hit the bong, I'm Godzilla taking over Hong Kong. Eating Wong Tong with a shotgun and long johns. It's not unsung. No story here to tell. I'm just ready. I'm a student before the school bell to prevail. My wordplay, Thursday. Boy, I bust off three Ks on Martin Luther King's birthday. Birthday college for $20. If I got it, smoke here and quiet my knowledge. A little psychotic, I know. Rape me, I'm Michael Jordan in the fighting for. fighting with Wayne Gretzky. I'm not relevant. Let's see. Who's spitting? Some of y'all Coke and Pepsi. I can't tell the Difference. I'm Daryl when I'm pitching. Before the white girl had him twitching. Not a rap game in my kitchen. Easy pickings. Rebel would have calls my mind. It's like fuck with mine and put your mind on the wall. I'm on tour getting bread and tattoos. And your job is giving tic tacs and bathrooms. I hate gossip. I mash up your media mosh pit. Release a bad boom in a chat room. My weed bags are vacuum to smuggle. Off of one blood, a bitch gon' fuck you. Chicks T the meatloaf. When I hit they belly, that dropping on dimes. Rico. Precautions, I got a Paul Bearer that build coffins for all rappers and nonsense. Nonchalantly, I'm thinking darker than a convict conscious. That's why I'm sweating in the armpits. That's what.
where the bomb is. The gain rate in my city is like the 80s where Kendrick Lamar lived. I got a harvest of purple at my apartment. Across the park, I sell pounds to Cartman. I think like an orphan, I'm in a zone, but it's freestyle, so these words might need a home. Executive neck, I demand respect. Check, don't even talk to me or text the wrong tone, okay? Stay at bay, mm, and delay. When I write out pull pins from these hand grenades, you can be amazed or hate it. But either way, I get it heated like Kanye and Sway. I'm done with it. I have fun with it. Stay back and tell your girl, come get it. She had Mr. Right, now she want Mr. Wrong. Now she swing along like Serena Arms. <laughs> 